0: You are listening to the God-Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Hello, everyone. This is episode 19 of a God-Focused Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to talk about marriage I realize I may have some listeners who aren't married. There may be some listening that never intend on getting married, but I hope that this is still a blessing to you nonetheless. Maybe one day you'll be married, or maybe there are other people that you can share this with or save some of these tips and tools to hand out to others and Just help other people in their marriages. I have a lot of things I want to cover today. The first thing I want to go through some scriptures and read those. When you Google scriptures on marriage or Bible verses on marriage, so many things will pop up. God's word is chock full of help to help us reflect Him in our marriages, and to do things the right way, to do things God's way. So hopefully, even after this podcast, you are digging into the Word to find out what God has to say about marriage. I also know that God is a master planner. He is a master builder. He has a blueprint for each one of us. He has one for us, for our spouses, for our children, For every single person, He has a plan, and I believe that when the two come together as one in marriage, that God continues to build us and strengthen us, and I want to talk about that in this podcast. I also want to talk about, I have a list of three things that may be hurting our marriage and destroying and causing destruction and heartache, and then I want to talk about three things that can help restore and rebuild our marriages And then I want to end this podcast absolutely praying for you and then hopefully giving you some resources that will help you in your marriage, hopefully strengthen you, your children. Um, Hopefully these resources will just be um, something that just benefits you. So let's go ahead and dive into these scriptures first and foremost. It's a lot of things to cover. So let's just go ahead and dive in. First, Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 through 28 gives the design that God intends for marriage. So he says this, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So number one, we see God as a creator. He created man and woman in his image and then what he says is when man and woman come together in marriage as husband and wife they are to be fruitful and multiply now this day and age we have children And there are some people who are not physically able to have their own children, their own biological children. And we have a beautiful thing called adoption, where you can still bring children into your home and raise them up in the image of God. That is the purpose. Maybe it's making disciples of men and multiplying people for the kingdom of God. Regardless, God's plan is He created us, and he wants us to multiply in his image. So I'm going to move forward into the other verses. One verse is Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, that talks about when the two come together. It says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? So, God is saying that we are better together. Our work can be multiplied. We get a better return for our labor. When we hurt, the other one can help us. When we fall down, the other one helps us, you know, helps to pick us up. We're just better together. Now, I want to move forward to Ephesians chapter 4. Verses two and three, because this gives some characteristics that we all need. Now, we should have these whether we are married or not, but it helps so much in marriage. Uh, Pay attention to what I call warm and fuzzy words, okay? So, listen to this with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. In the bond of peace. So what are those warm and fuzzy words? Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, love, maintaining the unity. And it even says eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and also the bond of peace. So we are three parts, body, soul, and spirit but our job is to try to become like Christ. We dive into his word. We pray. We ask the Holy Spirit to help us. And he transforms us to be like Christ. And he will form in us humility and gentleness and patience, all of those things, so that we can give those things to our spouse to help them in the time of need, which is just like what we read in, in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine, to our better in one because we can help each other out and love each other. Now, again, you can go into the word and find so many scriptures that will help you. But based on these scriptures, we know that God created us. When he brings us together as husband and wife, we are to create and have children. And if they are not our own physical children, maybe we adopt or have uh, disciples that we are helping them To become Christ-like, but bottom line is that we need to be multiplying and taking charge and working for the Lord. I want to talk about that master planner and that blueprint. So God has a plan for each of our lives. I believe that He has a plan for the wife and the husband, and He has plans for the children. And what he wants to do is bring us together and he continues creating it's kind of like you you have a, a plan for say the husbands right and he's doing his life and then you bring the wife it kind of adds on to the house right so you're it's getting bigger and then you continue multiplying he keeps adding on there's children and I want you to think of a house like literally think of a house as you're building on more rooms and more rooms and more rooms and you're just growing and growing. Uh, spiritually, emotionally, you uh, tackle some tasks together, you know, there's just different things that you do as husband and wife that bring you joy. Maybe it's some hobbies that you do. Maybe it's your work, your line of work. You're just continuing to add on and add on. We know that the perfection does not exist on planet earth because God in his wisdom allows the enemy to live on planet earth with us. He allows us freedom of choice. And the enemy wants to come in and destroy anything good that God gives. The Bible says that that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So as we are building these houses of marriage, The enemy comes in and he may throw graffiti all over the walls. He may kick in a wall or punch it. He may disrupt the plumbing. He may tear the electrical sockets out. He may try to, you know, uh, set the place on fire. He is going to do whatever he can do to destroy our marriages. And what we have to do is be wise and know how to combat that enemy. We need to realize We have to fight for our house. We have to fight for our marriage, okay? And just because there is a hiccup and there is some kind of graffiti on one wall, right? There's some flaw that we see in our spouse. It doesn't mean that the house is condemned and no one can live in it. It doesn't mean that we just sell it and get rid of it. No, we continue to work on our marriage and continue to make the wrong things right. So let me go into three of the things that can be destroying us and we don't even realize it. Number one is that we are not taking an assessment of damage. Okay, so we have to look at our marriage and say, what is going on? What is the assessment of damage? Just like when somebody comes into a house and they start looking at all the assessment of damage, we have to look at our marriages and say, what have my words created or destroyed? What have my actions destroyed? How have I hurt my spouse with what I've said or done? Do I have a lack? Okay, so sometimes it's proactive in the negativity or it could be just being lackadaisical and not doing enough. Maybe we're just lazy and not loving and supporting our spouse in the way that they need. We're not tending to their emotional needs or giving them words of affirmation and loving them. Maybe we're physically not helping them, and they are just absolutely worn out. maybe they that um spouse is has just spiraled into depression because the other person has not helped to pick them up. We just read in Ecclesiastes chapter four that one. When one falls down, the other one has to come in and help pick that person up. So what is the assessment of the damage? We have to take an assessment. Number two, the distractions. Okay, There are so many things in this day and age that are distracting us. Our brains can only focus on one thing at one time. You can only think of one thing at one time. That's going to get your focus. And if we are spending so much time on social media or scrolling through our phones or looking at the news, or maybe our distractions are going out with our friends, having too many coffee dates or shopping sprees, or um, maybe we're out with the boys or you know whatever that looks like but we're, we we are we have so many distractions that's taking us away from our marriage that we don't even notice what's going on in our marriages and in our homes so we have to take the assessment but the distractions need to go right so ha- uh, we have to have time to see the damage OK, we, we have to make that time and get rid of those distractions so that we can see it. Number three is not taking care of the repairs. So maybe we see it, but we're just not taking care of it. We just decide, you know what, this is the way it has been and this is the way it's going to be forever because, you know, I'm not going to do anything that's that requires any you know, any effort on my part. I'm not going to help pick my spouse up. I'm not going to worry about being humble or gentle and patient with the person. This is just the way it is. And we're just going to stay right here. Those are three things, just bam, 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 not taking an assessment, just having distractions where you don't even see the damage and not taking care of the repairs. You just leave it alone and let it go. That is a marriage destroyer. That is like a wrecking ball coming and knocking down walls, tearing out windows, busting, you know, the pipes. And it's just causing just devastation emotionally and physically. And it can drive both you and your spouse into depression, into anger, into frustration, not being fulfilled. But I want to turn this around and hopefully give you some tips to help you. Number one, is the opposite of what I said. We have to assess the damage. We have to assess it. We've got to look at the problems, look at what is truly going on. We've got to take a look. And usually, I will say this, most times you're going to have to have some kind of mediator. Um, if it's gotten bad. I mean, maybe in the beginning, if you are already proactive with getting into God's word and building your marriage God's way, you may not need that mediator as much, but when, when things are getting really bad and you're like, I don't know what's going on, and you are focused more on the other person and fixing them than you are yourself, it is time to get a mediator. And you need someone who comes in. It could be a licensed counselor. It can be a pastoral counselor. But you need someone who is for your marriage. You don't want someone who is going to take your side. We don't want to have sides. We want to have somebody that can look um, at both sides and understand how marriage is supposed to work according to God's word. So we have to assess that damage. One thing I will say, too, is that whenever we have a home um, issue, you know, if there's a leak in the ceiling or something's wrong with the pipes or something's going on, when someone comes to do an assessment of damage, I don't take it personally. Like I may get, oh my goodness, it's going to cost how much I may be shocked. And it may like feel like a gut punch, especially if it's in the thousands of dollars, right? We, we get like, oh man, but I can't take it personally when I get the assessment. Okay. Now, when it comes to marriage, Yes, there is going to be pain. I'm not saying that we're not supposed to cry and hurt over it. But that initial assessment, we need to be able to sit there and think logically and to be able to receive information logically and then process it. And then, yes, there is a time to just cry and be, you know, be real with our emotions and then have a whole box of Kleenex that we go through. (laughs) I get that. I understand that. I've been there. But when someone comes in and helps to assess what is really going on, we've got to receive it with our brain, like to process it logically and then, you know, and leaving the emotions out of it. And then we need to figure out, okay, what are the steps um, to make the repairs? And that's number two. We've got to make time for the repairs. So you get the assessment and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go to work. Okay, no, not yet. You need to to figure out what is your plan. You need to make time for the repairs. That is number two, make time for the repairs. Go to your calendar and figure out what days are you going to work on you and your marriage? Just like Jesus said, Take the log out of your own eyes before you try to get the speck out of your. And I'm going to insert spouse here because it's so easy to see what's wrong with the other person. But the Lord is saying, "No, I want to help you become Christ-like." So let's make time. I know that there's that the um, picture of the uh, two wedding rings when they are bound together and they are like looped inside of each other, and you know you can't break it. But the but the problem is, if either one of those rings is broken, then those rings are going to fall apart because of one or both of them being broken. So we need to make sure that, that our own hearts are whole and healthy and Christlike. So um, get rid of the distractions. Get rid of all of those things that you are focusing on. Like maybe you're spending Saturday morning scrolling through and drinking coffee and scrolling through your media or whatever. And you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to get up, get my spouse a cup of coffee. Maybe we'll watch a a marriage DVD together, or maybe schedule a time with a counselor together, whatever that looks like. Make time, get rid of the distractions and make time to focus. And then number three is go to work, go to work and do it. Work on yourself first. And then work on your marriage, and maybe it's you know simultaneously. I know most um, counselors, if the two come in as marriage count, for marriage counseling, the counselor is going to want to see each of you separately, and then there are going to be times where you come together so that you can truly work on the problem. It's so easy to take you know, like you look at your house or maybe even your car that needs repairs because it's not running. It's so easy. You even pay for a tow truck to get that car into a repair shop. That's so easy because it's it's an object. It's something that's not you. It is hard to admit I need help. My marriage needs help. My spouse needs help. And that's when we need other people to come around us and and just lead us and guide us and train us and teach us. So let's lay down pride and say, you know what? I want, if you want a car that runs, you want a marriage that runs. You want a healthy marriage, right? So those are the things that I wanted to give to you to help your marriage. You take that assessment, see what's going on, what's behind the walls, and there may be things in your house, in your marriage, it needs to be torn down because the enemy may have built a wall in your home. There may be addictions. There may be um, adultery. It might, There might be a pornography addiction. There might be um, whatever these things are, emotional abuse or physical abuse or Things that just are not okay in a marriage. It is not God's design for you and your spouse to have inside your marriage and inside your home. And it's going to just produce inside your children something ungodly that you don't want. And it might be time to tear down some things, but you've got to get that assessment. You've got to make time for you and your spouse and you've got to go to work. So I promised that I had some resources that I wanted to give to you guys. Uh, One is I'm very proud of my sister because she has been a pastoral counselor at her church for years, and she has stepped out into her own business. Her um, ministry is called Isaiah 61 Ministries, but you can find her. The web address is i61ministries.net, i61ministries.net, and that is the number 61, so uh, i61ministries.net. her name is Teresa Sowers, and she will do conference calling for counseling as well. And she uh, right now in December of 2019, so if things change later on in the years to come, but right now she will do donations. So she will give counseling for donations, which is awesome. I would suggest my, my, you know, sisterly suggestion would be at least a copay, whatever you would, you know, pay your, um, your counselor. You know, if your insurance is covering it, I would say at least a copay, or maybe you want to pay her the full amount. Um, but that's, you know, you can contact her and work that out, but she is, um, an amazing resource and she has other resources as well. But again, she is donation at this point. So that's awesome. Another resource I want to give to you is MarriageToday.com, and that is Jimmy Evans, his wife Karen Evans. The two of them do ministry together, it is a phenomenal ministry. You can go to their website, MarriageToday.com, and get resources, uh, DVDs, some digital downloads. They have a TV show. There might even be some YouTube things that you could find from them. That's a great resource for marriage. Another resource is familylifetoday.com, and that encompasses, obviously, family. Um, You know, if a husband has some issues, if a wife has some issues, if your children have some issues that you need to work through and you need some help, you can um, just go to their website and start scrolling through some of their articles and find some help. But right now, I just want to end this podcast with some prayer because I know that there are some... People who are truly, truly hurting and they need the Lord to intervene in their marriage because you might be in a place where you just don't see any hope. You don't even see. You just see your house as condemned. You see that marriage as it's over. But God is a God of miracles and he can do the impossible. If Jesus died on the cross and resurrected in three days, and he says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of his followers, then he can restore and resurrect your marriage. Okay, so it may take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. It may take months, maybe even years, but it will be worth it. So God, I lift up those who are hurting. I lift up the husbands who are struggling to figure out how to help their wives how to love their wives i pray god for the husband who is trying to provide and is working so hard um not only in the physical but also in the in the emotional trying to figure out how he can love his wife as christ loved the church i pray that you would empower that husband and give him what he needs the resources he needs Teach him and train him in the word and help give him understanding of what your word says and how you want him to lead his wife and lead his family according to your ways, God. I also lift that wife up to you that is working so hard to please her husband and to love him and is taking care of the children and maybe works outside of the home or is working really hard inside the home. God, I pray that you would help her be a great helpmate for her husband. I pray that the two become one, that they are able to be empowered by the strength and the power of your word, that, God, they turn to you. You are the one that created man and woman. You know how we function. You know our emotions. Your word says that you even know the thoughts before they come to us, God. You know what's in our heart. You can search our hearts, and you know our good ways and our wicked ways. And I ask you, Lord, that you would lead these people that are listening that need your help, lead them in the way everlasting. Give them hope. Give them something something to smile about and hope in. God, your word is strong. You are strong and you are a hiding place. You are a strong tower. You are a refuge. You are a rescuer for those who are hurting so badly. God, I pray that we would find our hope and our strength in you and then pour out to our spouses. God, help us not to try to find the strength in and of ourselves, but that we find the strength in you, God, so that we can pour that out to each other and then to our children. God, you're good, you are kind, and I thank you, Lord, that you bless each and every person that has heard this podcast today, and I thank you that you are going to lead them in the way that you would have them to go to take their next steps for healing, in Jesus' name, Amen. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in to a God-focused life pod, podcast. Uh, feel free to share this. Feel free to review it. Um, to uh, give this, uh, you know, some stars. And I just pray that you are seeking the Lord above all else, so that you can live that prosperous life, that God-focused life. You are designed for Him. You are designed for God, and he just wants to radiate through you and give you fulfillment while you walk the face of this earth for such a time as this. Okay? All right. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and I thank you again for tuning in. We'll talk to you later. Until next time. Bye-bye.